Hello, my name is Arthur, and welcome to a little podcast I like to call Pouring My Art Out. This is episode number 65, and it ended up being called Crack Wars. It was going to be about pastels, and some of it still might be. But as soon as I began to talk to you about pastels, oh, a few days ago, this happened. Today, I want to talk about pastels. I only have a vague idea of what pastel means, and I am supposed to be the art expert, around here at least. So let's Google it together, shall we? I am pretty sure pastel is a French word. It sounds French, doesn't it? Um, it looks like there are soft pastels, hard pastels, and oil pastels. Okay, here we go. Encyclopedia Britannica. Pastel, uh, art. Oh, dry drawing medium executed with fragile finger-sized sticks. These drawing crayons are made of powdered pigments. Hey, pigments, we know about those now. Combined with a minimum of non-greasy binder. Yada, yada, yada. Pastels originated in northern Italy. Oh, huh, not France. In the late 16th century. Some famous pastel artists. Yeah, okay, that is a little more specific than I thought. I assumed it was more about the lighter colors than the chalk itself. Well, let's see what else we can find. I see here that... Hey, hey, Arthur. It's Jimmy. Yo, Jimmy! Arthur, we got a problem. Oh, we do? Yeah. Uh, it's crack weasels. Wait, what? Is that even a real thing? I know, right? Well, what do crack weasels have to do with us? Or what do we have to do with crack weasels? Well, they just sort of moved into your head and... Moved into my head? Yeah, they just sort of showed up and... Showed up? They were kind of intimidating. We tried to get them to leave, but... When were you going to tell me all this? Well, it just happened. I am telling you. Well, what do they want exactly? Oh, right. Well, I... Guess they want to stay here. No. Okay, okay, I know. But Arthur, how exactly can we evict them if they just don't want to go? Uh. So we need to handle this very carefully. We do? Yeah, so they want to talk to you. They do? Yeah. Um, Arthur? Yeah, Jimmy? They are right here. Right here? With me. So they can hear us. Yep. Jimmy. Yeah, Arthur. And whispering doesn't change anything. Why aren't they saying anything? Oh, I guess uh, I should introduce you, but I don't know any of their names. Hello. Can you hear me? I hear you just fine. My name is Grasp. 
because I grab whatever I want, see? Hmm, yeah. Never let it out of my grasp, see? And I'm the boss of this here mob, see? Introduce yourself, boys. Well, they call me Yank because nobody is more American than me, Pilgrim. Uh, they call me Tug on account of I'm as strong as a tugboat. Well, they call me Jerk on account of I'm sort of a jerk. They call me Smack, mate, because I'll smack you, I will. You just watch. They call me Stretch, right? I'm a tall one, I am. Hi, they call me Bob. My dad's name is Bob. I mean, it was really Robert, but nobody ever called either of us that. Bob's better. Yeah, Bob. Hey, I love your podcast. You are so funny. But I feel like I learned some stuff about art, too. And I like... <laughs> Put a lid on it, Bob. See? Yeah. <laughs> We are all huge fans of the podcast, and that's how we found out about the swell racket these squirrels are running, see? So we are gonna make you a deal you can't say no to, see? We are taking over the squirrels' action, see? We are muscling in. We are taking over their turf. See? So, let me get this straight. We got, uh, grasp the weasel, yank the weasel, tug the weasel, jerk the weasel, smack the weasel, stretch the weasel, and Bob. Bob the weasel. <laughs> oh, man, Arthur, that sounds Shh, like... Jimmy. Crikey, boss, why is he saying our names like that? It sounds bad when he says it like that. Now listen, you mugs, this is business, see? See? And what action do the squirrels have to take over, exactly? The racket, see? They got this swell hideout up here in your head where you can plan your capers. A warm, cozy place. And you, Mr. Podcaster, give us all the free crack we want. Right? See? Free. See? We don't want you here. Nobody invited you. Did anybody invite the squirrels? Well, well I mean... not officially, no. Then the squirrels are out and we're in. See? Yeah, we're putting the squeeze on you, cowboy. Ah, you guys don't want to rumble with us. You got a lot of nice gray matter up here. But you pity if anything was to happen to it. You should give us crack, and we'll make sure nothing gets near your old kookaburra nest. Why, you little jump. Up gangster wannabe mother hold meat nuts. I will rip your heart out and feed it to your ow. What the was that? Arthur, the big dumb one just punched you right in the nerve cluster. Ow, stop that. 
You are messing with the wrong guy. I am on a first-name basis with the devil. What do you call him? Well, I call him the devil. He likes to be called... So his first name is the? That's not what I said. Ow! What the heck is that? The tall one is, uh, chewing on something. The devil's name is Krakatoa, see? See? He's the devil who blows his top. Do you really know him? That's so cool. Didn't you listen to the last few episodes? I did a whole thing. Two episodes. Listen to them in order. Well, I missed a few because the guy we lived in died and we didn't have nowhere to go. Oh, I'm sorry, Bob. That's really too... Nah, can it, you too? Anyway, what's the devil going to do to us? Turn us into crack cockroaches? That don't sound so bad now, does it? Oi thinks the old devil probably thinks that we're his kind of people. Yeah, mate, the devil needs people like us. Sorry, I got caught up in the whole idea of crack roaches. What were we talking about? Them moving in and us moving out. Well, what happens if they win, Jimmy? Well, you will be a lot less creative. Yeah. And probably way more of an Jimmy, I'm going to have to beat part of that out. It's going to be a bleeping episode, Arthur. And where do you get off being so dang uppity, you tin horn galoot? You looking for some cement boots, partner? Dude, are you a cowboy or a gangster? Can you please pick a stereotype and stick with it? Well, what if you guys move in, but the squirrels stay too? This cranium ain't big enough for the both of us, see? You'll scram, see? Or I'll put a hit out on all of you. See? See? You can't just kick them all out. I need them. And Jimmy's mom is real old for a crack squirrel. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. The old lady stays with us, see? She can earn her keep making us those acorn crack pies. See? See? Hey, she is not supposed to cook any more pies. It does stuff to me. No. You all stay away from my mother mother. You guys and dolls mother West Side Story Arthur Fonzarelli beeping two-bit thugs. You low-rent mother film noir bootlegger impersonating the sons of and you and the horse you rode in on. We'll see who goes and who stays. See? Arthur, I gotta go. I got an idea. Oh. But what should I do? You just stand there and look pretty, sweetheart. We are going to go meet his mom and tell her what she's going to do for our gang now. See? She works for us. See? Don't you dare scare that poor little old... Ow! (laughs) Bye, Arthur. It's nice meeting you. Hello? Hello?
And that is what happened the last time I sat in front of the old microphone. Well, you know, the podcast is kind of getting hijacked and going off in unexpected directions. You know, like it does. And it seems like it's going to be a short episode. So as it's wrapping up, I am recording this little poem that I've been working on. And I am just going to randomly stick it in some part of the podcast episode. Here it is. Greaseful, queasy feeling. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all of the cheeses. Because there ain't nothing better than a big hunk of cheddar. We'll keep squeezing those cow boobs so we can cut up little cheese cubes. Though it might make us fatter, we'll pile cheese on the platter. I will worship the hand which made possible the grilled cheese sandwich. Because one of my vices is American cheese slices. It just so happens I'm a fella who won't turn down some mozzarella. And nothing stirs the derriere like a pound or two of good Gruyere. I would gladly get down on my knees to the son of the god that gave us cheese, but I would also bow to Buddha if he's the one who gave us Gouda. Munster Cottage Swiss or Blue, in a souffle or in a fondue. So there you go. I am a man who eats squeezy cheese right from the can. What would life be like with no cow udder? The very thought, it makes me shudder. Life would be a ship without a rudder. And where the heck would we get our butter? I would gladly go and meet a very lovely senorita to share some time and have a margarita and an entire big box of Velveeta. Yes, I'm a man who loves all cheese, to varying levels and degrees. I will stand out in the breeze, eating obscene amounts of cheese, right there beneath the summer trees, gobbling up all of that cheese. And I will travel across the seas to partake of the delicious foreign cheese. So, dear Jesus, you must appease us. You can't tease us. You must please us. You can seize us. You can squeeze us. As long as you can guarantee us all of those delicious cheeses. Thank you. On a personal note, mild cheddar cheese is just surfboard wax. Don't waste your time. If you don't know that, you don't know Monterey Jack about cheese. Now, here we are, and I guess we are going to talk more about pastels. Okay, so let's try Googling pastel colors instead of just pastel or pastel art. Here we go. Uh, what are pastel colors? Pastel colors are colors that have enough white mixed into them to take away the saturation and turn them into a pale version of themselves. Okay. So I was kind of right, but I guess pastel colors originated from whatever they used to make the chalk stick together. The binders, is that what they called them? It must have been some chalky, white, chalky stuff which lightened all the colors, and now there are actual official pastel colors, which are basically just washed-out versions of regular colors. And we could go on and on, list all the different colors on the pastel palettes. According to Wikipedia, 
pastel colors or a family of colors usually described as soothing. Hmm. Pink, mauve, and baby blue are commonly used pastel colors, as are mint green, peach, and periwinkle. Pastel colors are part of a pale family of colors that have high luminance, and then in parentheses, amount of light, and low saturation, and in parentheses, intensity of color. So, high luminance, amount of light, and low saturation, intensity of color. Now we're learning stuff. See, why is it that every time you try to just Google stuff to learn about it, everything is either so overanalyzed or made to sound purposely less interesting than it really is? Oh, and then you get down into these parts where they want you to buy stuff. Home designers want you to try their pastel colors. People want you to buy their pastel paints and colored pencils and custom pastel palettes. Say that five times fast. For your computer. Uh, wait, here's one last bit. When people refer to pastel colors, they usually mean tints of any hue, usually in full saturation, but in their lightest values. Could you describe anything more dryly than that? I mean, that's the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. It's like... Hey, 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 Arthur. It's Jimmy. Hey, what's happening with the crack war? I haven't heard anything from anybody since the last time I was recording an episode. Oh, don't worry about it, man. I'm afraid I'm going to need more details than that, Jimmy. Well, I went home and talked to my mom before the weasels showed up, and we sort of made a plan. A plan? Yep. See, Mom has a little imaginary crack dog. Creepy Smelly old thing. What kind of dog? Oh, it's a chihuahua. That makes sense. Chihuahuas always seem like they're on crack. Yeah, they do. Anyway, this imaginary dog has imaginary crack fleas. Do go on. So, we, uh, trained the crack fleas. To do what exactly? Well, to jump on the crack weasels and... Climb into every dark crack and crevice they could find and just live there. Mm-hmm. And then they all start biting when Mom sends them the signal. How long did all this take? You know time doesn't work the same way for us as it does for humans, right? It doesn't? No. We aren't subject to the same constraints of time or mass or space or distance or energy or, heck, reality, really. Huh. That's interesting. We should do an episode about that sometime. Arthur, have you noticed that more and more these days we don't end up making the same episode we planned on making? I have noticed that, Jimmy. Okay, talk to you later, Art. Bye, people. Bye, Jimmy. Well, that all felt a little anticlimactic, but that's life for you. Now, because I am not getting any advertisements because, well, the podcast isn't doing that well, to be honest, here is a public service announcement. Hi, this is Bob again. Right now, there are homeless imaginary crack weasel orphans living on the streets, begging for handouts of crack rocks, and old french fries. These orphans 
out there in the cold and rain, are homeless through no fault of their own. Their previous homes died, mostly of overdoses and other crack-related medical issues. If you are a crack addict, won't you please open your heart and your head to a homeless imaginary crack weasel today? We will try not to kick or punch or bite any of your brain parts. If you adopt one of these orphans, we will give you a warm, fuzzy blanket with a picture of me on it. Because the odds are, you are probably homeless too. Please contact Arthur at his email. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. We also have an imaginary orphan homeless manatee named Hugh, who is not addicted to crack at all, just so you know. So if anybody has a hot tub or a pool, please give Hugh a home. That's Habitat for Hugh the Manatee, to give this little guy a home. Maybe I will send you a towel with a picture of me on it. Thank you. Crack squirrels and crack weasels evolved in the minds of crack addicts. That is why we are suggesting that crack addicts adopt crack weasels. So far, I am the only person who isn't on crack that had crack squirrels voluntarily move into their head, but it is possible if you're wealthy and not on crack, but you have access to crack and the money to buy crack to adopt orphaned homeless crack weasels. Okay, please contact me at brownmonkey at gmail.com. That's B-R-O-W-N-E-M-O-N-K-E-Y. And, uh... We can work it out for you to play a character on uh, the podcast. I send you a short script. You record it and send it back. You can do it all on your phone. And uh, I do a little sound editing, and there you are. You end up as some kind of character. I'm not even guaranteeing what kind of character it'll be. Uh, Yeah, contact me. Tell me I rock. Tell me I suck. Give me suggestions. Ask to have your voice used in an episode. I will play you out with uh, music or something and my dog barking in the background. Okay, bye, people. Hello, technically, a lot of your listeners aren't people. He has a point. Well, Flebnar, I know you are an alien species, and Grim, you are more the manifestation of the beliefs and mythology about death and what happens to us afterwards as imagined by myriad cultures down through the eons, but I still think of you as people. Well, thanks. That's very nice. Yeah, that's nice. Hey, what about the imaginary ones? Like the crack squirrels? Are they people? I mean, Flegnar is a real alien, and I am the real Grim Reaper, but the squirrels... They're just all in your head, right? Well, even though they are imaginary, and... Animals, I think of them as real people. I really do. You know, most of your listeners are either completely imaginary or else beings with whom most ordinary humans can't interact. Well, that is cold, even from the guy who said that collecting human souls was like being a garbage man. Hey now, that is being taken out of context. I know you all want me to treat each soul with tenderness and respect, and I try to. But do you know how many of you die every day with your stupid wars and murders? Aren't the diseases and disasters enough for you people? 
Do you have to just add to the number year after stupid year, developing new ways to do away with each other? And it's where the souls go to, not how I get them there. That's the important thing. But I can't really talk about that stuff, so, uh... Hey, buddy, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were so hurt by your, uh, responsibilities. I didn't mean to upset you. No, I'm sorry. Two hours there. Hey, kind of feels good to get that all out. I feel lighter. I'm sure some of your fans are real, Arthur. <laughs> Shut up, you probe crazy freak. Don't you dare ruin it. Okay, I want to thank Ben, my younger daughter's boyfriend, for doing the voice of Bob the Crack Weasel. <laughs> 